The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out Draft Day 2.0 starting August 9th at noon Pacific. Ryan, Real Money Kramer, will be drafting for 24 hours straight. The Fantasy Football Marathon will raise money for Daryl, a loyal listener who is injured in a motorcycle accident. So head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day for more details. Adio DeGenerinos and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If you're looking for a podcast where neither the betting advice nor the dad jokes hit, then this is the place for you. Um, this is episode 183. I am going to send it, send it out to all everyone listening, all you all you listeners who are allowing us into your ear holes. Um, you helped us triple our uh, downloads over the past couple of months and we're shooting up the the charts at sgpn so thank you all for your support and hopefully we haven't lost you too much money along the way i am one of the hosts here i will be jeff chalks fox the, the chalky half of the duo here um who, who i don't know i i i did okay with my picks last night at uh ufc but i lost money two weeks in a row so I kind of know how my co-host feels now. It's not a nice feeling. So uh, he somehow has to live with this every single week, though. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring him in to find out. It's the uh, one and only Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. Hello. We we still went six and four, right? Both of us? We were both, yep. Yeah. But, that... I, lo- but I lost money two weeks in a row, though. I, I don't generally do that, Dan. I'm still up over a grand for the year, but still. It's it's almost like betting on every single fight is usually not a very <laughs> lucrative process. Uh. Or at least betting straight money lines, uh, yes. the same amount of money on <laughs> each amount. fight. Yeah, yeah, that's, yep. that's generally not the move. So, um, but it was also, I will say, uh, a night of like weird breaks too. Um, yes, it was. Like literally and figuratively. Uh, speaking of Stephanie Egger's elbow, um, but also just like guys who came out looking different, uh, which was was yep. sort of fun. And yeah, it, it was it was weird for sure. We're gonna jump jump right into it because yeah it was we probably should have enjoyed it more um i enjoyed it, like, it i thought it was, it was a fun really guy. yeah 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 even but, the ones i missed on like I, I missed on both the ultimate fighter finales which is funny because i'm like the only one who watches tough yeah <laughs> um and like I, I don't feel bad that zach ponga lost like i was in, i was in on zach ponga i really like zach ponga i think he's got the better future than muhammad usman i still think he's a better fighter than muhammad usman but like I, I didn't feel bad that Usman won. Usman's a good dude too, and it was like a fun knockout. It was brutal. Uh, yeah, it was it was good all around. A lot of people in uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord um, are upset that Ponga lost because I think he messed up a lot of people's parlays. It seemed, my, mine or at too. least uh, yes, some vocal mine, people. My, mine too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, let's jump into it in this after I tell you, of course, about WinBet, our good friends at WinBet. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, you should if you haven't already, but now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get $100, get a $100 free bet, so they're matching your money. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit, a bonus up to 1000 bucks. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so that they know that we are the degens that sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, it is that time of year again. Draft day 2.0. One of the bosses, Ryan, Real Money Kramer, will be drafting fantasy football best ball teams for 24 hours straight, just as he did last year. The drafting starts on August the 9th at noon Pacific. That would be 3 p.m. for people in the correct time zone. Uh, 
So noon Pacific, three Eastern. The crew will be raising money for Daryl, a loyal listener who was injured in a motorcycle accident. And you can draft with Ryan and a ton of special guests. All the details are at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day. Maybe we should we should do a 24-hour podcast too, Dan. Don't you think? You want to do a 24-hour? Yeah. Uh, People love us. We'll, we'll get we'll get me just talking about everybody uh, who has ever fought for Cage Warriors. That, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll just go we'll go around the globe, and I'll give you one fighter from every country that I think the UFC should sign. <laughs> what if we if we talked about every person that fought in the UFC? Well, I think I think you would that in 24 hours. Probably it'd probably be more. I don't know. I think it would definitely I would run into like a couple of people who I don't remember all that well. If if you started it in let's say let's say you started it in two thousand and five, I could handle it. Oh, we should that that's something we may have to do on one of these off weeks. I just <laughs> uh UFC is going dark again in a couple of weeks. Maybe uh um I'm sure we'll have picks for some sort of sport, uh, some sort of uh fight, but yeah, maybe I should just randomly Maybe that could be a a, a feature that we do. I, I just pick a random fighter from the past and see if Dan has any any useful uh, insight or, on him. <laughs> yeah, info, info on he or she. That would be that would be interesting. I'm sure some of the degens would enjoy that, but not this week. No. Um, this episode we're going to recap last night's UFC and ESPN Santos versus Hill, a record event, ten fights, ten finishes. Do you know what? event it ties for 100% finish rate. Uh yeah, Bisping Bisping Rockhold had yes. 11. Yeah, they they showed that on the uh the broadcast like 72 times. Yep. <laughs> you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known that on your own though, right? I don't think so. Like I might have had to think about it, but I don't think I would have come up with that on my own. Yeah. Um all right. So, we had we had ourselves lots of finishes. Um we ended up with 10 fights because two fights left left us last minute we lost jason with josh quinlan because quinlan has um some met- met- <laughs> metabolites 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 <laughs> metabolites <laughs> Dude, you- <laughs> it's it's so funny how somewhere all of a sudden i can't say a word for some reason metabolite it's a very easy word and i can't I, it's not like i'm trying to say what this steroid was d h c m t draw still alone <laughs> okay if, if you want to it's much longer than that but anyhow he's he's got the john jones thing um where he he's don't they call it pulsing um yeah he, he has some drugs in his system still which is why i was picking him to win because uh, i'm especially going to pick him to win now that uh, he, it's been confirmed he still has some drugs in the system so anyhow uh that fight has been pushed ahead a week because i guess california doesn't care about these things but nevada does i guess is... Yeah. So, so the the just to clarify for people uh, about how this happened. So, first of all, yeah, like he he tested positive for this steroid a while ago, and it's one of those things that just sticks in your system. And typically, it pops up when your body goes through some sort of change. It like can like come out of your muscle fibers basically, and like cause you to show trace amounts of it again. And a weight cut is one of those things that your body can can you know is going through a rapid change. So. It, USADA doesn't care about the amount he has in his body. So this isn't a USADA pop. The Nevada State Athletic Commission is one of the only commissions in America who cares about the trace amounts. So basically what happened was he tested positive on the the NESAC, uh, which is the Nevada State Athletic Commission test, the week of, which means that they're not going to let him fight in Nevada, whereas just about every other commission, especially California, which can be kind of cavalier about stuff like that, We'll be fine with him fighting. So, uh, yeah, I heard they were going to push it to next week, although the broadcast seemed to hint that maybe not. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's originally I heard it was going to be pushed ahead. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's officially been, been announced that it's going to be. So I'm guessing go. if I had to guess, too, it's probably because uh, Jason Witt doesn't want to fight up a weight class against the guy who's that jacked um, yeah, and won't yeah. have to cut weight. And Jason Witt doesn't want to do two weight cuts in two weeks. Um, that, that would be that's my good. guess. Yeah, that's, that is true. Now, uh, I think it may, may still be penciled in, but who knows if it's going to happen. Um, another, The other fight we lost, Ariana Lipsky versus Priscilla Cachoeira. Lipsky uh, came in overweight and then was not medically cleared to fight. So apparently she's going to be medically cleared uh, miraculously next week uh, in California, up a weight class as well, or at a catch weight, wasn't it? 
I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's going it's going to be at 135. Um, I, okay. I think they, they actually decided to go all the way up to Bantamweight, despite the fact it was originally announced that she would be fighting at 130. It does look like they're just going to go all the way up the weight class and like cut that weight cut out entirely, um, which makes sense, because like, I think the reason Nevada wouldn't clear her is because she had a bad weight cut, um, yeah. which uh, turns out was covid induced like during her training camp she didn't get enough cardio in because her she was dealing with about a covid and her lungs wouldn't you know work the way they ought to um so as a result like she had a tough time cutting the weight um and, and like so it makes sense why she would be cleared a week later she's not going to have to do that weight cut and like the, the cardio thing isn't going to be an issue so um yeah i i, I like that both the fights are still happening because yep. they're, they're both fun fights i had dogs in both of them Yep. Yeah, I had a dog in the in the women's one. So hopefully she remains a dog. Uh, Priscilla Cachoeira, hopefully she remains a dog. Cause it seems like a lot of people, at least in our circles, were, were in on her uh, for that fight. So we shall see. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, on Wednesday and Thursday when we break down the next fight card. So let, let's break down uh, last night. Main event, we hit it. It went the way we expected it and wanted to go. Uh, Jam, not don't call me Jamal. Jamal Hill minus 280 beat Tiago Santos. Very good fight. Uh, Santos hung in there, was winning two rounds to one, heading into the fourth. But then uh, Hill finally, his strikes finally cut up with him. TKO punches and elbows 231 into the fourth round. Uh, like I said, Santos was was, uh, was doing okay, um, landing some strikes. Uh, got had the fight, got the fight down to the uh, to the mat a few times. Um, he was not reacting very well to the strikes though. Um, like uh, his reaction when he got hit wasn't very good. And he, a couple of times he turned his back and kind of ran away after he got hit, which is never a good idea. And it did catch up to him later in the fight. It didn't, didn't the first time, but Hill did catch up to him later in the fight when he did that. So all in all, you know, it's another loss for Tiago Santos, uh, one win in his last six fights. And, um, but that being said, probably the biggest win of Jamal Hill's career at this point. Yeah, I agree. It's the biggest win. I'll also say this. I, I think Santos looked better than he did in any of those other fights. Yeah, like definitely. When, when we broke this down, we said, you know, like the reason we really like Jamal Hill in this is that like Santos was having a tough time pulling the trigger uh, for like fight after fight after fight after fight. Um, and it was going to be tough for him to, to not punish Jamal Hill for stepping in. I think he did a good job of punishing Jamal Hill when he stepped into range um, and tried to set up his own strikes. I, I think Tiago Santos did a good job of doing all of that. You're right. It, like, the way he was taking a punch was at least somewhat alarming. Uh, in, in like, obviously he's still not fast enough to put together five rounds, but Hey, like if that was a regular, you know, where we regularly should put co- or uh, three round light heavyweight fights, yep. uh, he, he would have won that. He was yep. winning, you know, like yep. that, that's a, that, that's a feather in Tiago Santos's cap right there. Cause you know, like he wouldn't have done that against, I mean, all of the opponents he fought earlier, he just looked terrible. So, you know, he, he looked like he had some stuff there. Looked like there's still some in the tank. Obviously, I'd like to see a huge step down for him yeah. um, or have him fight somebody who's like an up and comer. Like, I'd, I'd love to see him fight somebody like Dustin Jacoby. Like, give Jacoby a chance to yep. step up. I, I think I just saw Jacoby was, again, booked with some killer who is not ranked, uh, which just seems criminal. But, yeah, uh, he, he is. He is booked with someone. Uh, oh, Khalil um, Roundtree. Yeah. Khalil Roundtree. Right. Yeah, that's that's insane. The dude beats, you know, everybody is on like a seven fight win streak or a seven fight uh, unbeaten streak because he does have that draw yep. in there with Ian Kudalaba. Um, but like and now he's getting like, Roundtree is just insane. But yeah, like that, that would be a good matchup for Santos, you know, a uh, fairly large step back in the rankings wise, at least. And then you give a young guy a chance to see if he's ready for that upper echelon. You, you don't really see it very often, though. Um once guys hit a certain level, you don't see step downs very often, probably because they're making the big money. By that point, the UFC tends to book you based on how much money you're making. Um, you can see the estimated payouts over on my site, moneymma.substack.com, uh, by the way. But um, yeah, you generally don't really see guys take a huge step down, which is why uh, careers don't um, don't tend to, to last very long once the, once the fighter starts sliding because you, you don't really see comebacks. They did a little bit with like somebody like Overeem, right? Like he he kept getting yeah, I guess so. 
he kept getting headliner spots, but he was fighting like, yep. you know, newcomer Sergey Pavlovich, who was 0-0 in the UFC. Like, and, and you know, in retrospect, Pavlovich, pretty damn good. Uh, but like, they, they gave him steps down from where he ought to have been at that time. So like, at the heavier weight classes, maybe they will. And also, they've got like light heavyweights waiting in the wings, so he might be like yep. ripe to to you know for somebody to be springboarding off of his name. Another main event, obviously. Um, I was wrong. I forgot. Uh, I was talking about how many main events he's had. I forgot uh, about the, the pay-per-view in there against John Jones. He made him in a two, Jeez. obviously. So he had, he's had seven main event fights now in the past, what, five years or whatever. So, yeah, he's their go-to guy. But enough talking about the losers here. Um, thoughts on Jamal Hill. It's still like, if you saw those two guys standing beside one another, you wouldn't you wouldn't guess which one was going to win. Um, he, he's a soft 205. Um, he like you think if he really got in shape, he probably could be a middleweight, but anyhow, um, thoughts on his performance and what do you want to see from him? I mean, a good win, but there, there's still, I don't know. I, I still have like a lot of questions about who yep. he can be in that top five. Yeah. Like, like I, I wouldn't pick him to be Alexander Rachich at this point or Magomed Ankalaev. Um, you know, like we love Ankalaev now. Yeah, I don't even love Ankle Live, but I do think Ankle Live would beat Jamal Hill. What about Jacoby? You mentioned him before. Who are you higher on at this point, Hill or Jacoby? Dustin Jacoby. Yeah, yeah I like, was thinking the same thing. Yeah, his kickboxing is sharper. Um, and, yep. and like, I, I know he's only sitting at number fourteen. Uh, I definitely have him higher. I have him higher in my rankings. Like, you you mean yep. to tell me Dustin Jacoby wouldn't beat uh, Johnny Walker or Ryan Spann at this point? And those guys are ahead of him in the rankings. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'm a, a higher on Dustin Jacoby. I think he does better defending takedowns than Jamal Hill. I think he's, you know, got sharper strikes. He's cleaner. Uh, I mean, it, that, that knockout he had of Dowen Jung was just devastating. So, um, but yeah, like, I, I think Jamal Hill, I mean, you beat somebody like Tiago Santos, you get somebody like Alexander Rachich, or you get somebody yeah. like Magomed Ankalaev. You know, it, I, I don't know which one's next for... Uh, for Yuri Prohashka, if it's a Glover rematch or if Blankovich is getting in on that. But, you know, Rachich or, or Ankalaev are sitting right there. It seems like those two dudes are next. So, uh, yeah, give him one of those, I guess. Yeah, but then you're also you're cannibalizing your, your up-and-coming prospects in a crappy division. That's the one thing I don't like to see. So, who knows, though? Um, too bad Anthony Smith didn't win because then one uh, and didn't get hurt because then someone one of these young guys could could make their name off of him. But yeah, I mean, anyhow. I guess I mean you could also give him you know like whoever doesn't get the title shot between Jan Blankovic and Glover Teixeira, but that seems yep. like a fight that's going to Ankalaev, or that seems like a fight that's yep. going to you know like you go Rachich Blankovic and give Glover the rematch, then Ankalaev's sitting there looking for somebody kind of just like Jamal Hill. Um, so yep. I, I think that would be a move. I mean, I guess. I guess Dom Reyes is in there. Does he have a fight booked? I don't mm, think he has a fight book. I don't think so. He's no. lost three. He's lost three in a row, but they're only yeah. to like absolute G's. It's to, to John Jones, Jan Blankovic, and Yuri Prohashka back to back to back. So yeah, um, yeah, maybe maybe Dom Reyes is the answer then. Maybe it's light heavyweight. Who cares? Um, is Jeff Neal good now? Uh, I was angry. Watching he's incredible, dude. He's like, so good. <laughs> Jeff Neal beat Vicente Luque. KO punches 201 in the third round. Um, we did not hit this one. Um, jab is the name of the game here. He, he was destroying him with jabs. Um, I, like I, I can't shake the thought that Luque's uh, not Luque. Neal is uh, benefiting on, on hitting guys on their way down um, uh, career-wise. Like Santiago Ponzinibbio and now uh, Vicente Luque. He, he may be getting guys who have big names but are... Uh, about to fall off a cliff career-wise. I, I don't know, though, because, like, don't don't get me wrong. He, he definitely got Luque and Ponzinibbio when he wanted to, right? Like, though, that you yeah. didn't want Ponzinibbio before he had that long layoff and he was knocking everybody's head in, or, you know, you didn't want Luque when he was Darish choking people back to back to back. But the other thing is, too, is if you go back and look at that Ponzinibbio fight, this did not look like the same Jeff Neal. He was so much faster. He was so much more explosive. His boxing was sharper. His head movement was better. Like, he just looked much more confident on the feet. And I think some of it might have come from, like, the idea that he thought that his striking was his advantage here. And so he just let go. Yeah. Um, and, and then, too, once he, he stuffed, like, a, it wasn't even really a, a solid attempt at a takedown. But, like, he, he stuffed whatever Luke was trying to do there. 
he, he was just confident that he could let go. And I think when you fight Ponzinibbio, especially, and, and maybe this is why I got a bad read on him. Uh, when, when you fight somebody like Ponzinibbio, you're constantly worried about being punched in the head. That guy hits so hard. Luke hits hard, but Luke not like a one touch knockout guy usually. Um, so maybe he just had more confidence in his striking there. Yep. I was, I was angry regardless watching it because we, uh, we whiffed on that one. So, um, thoughts for next for Jeff, Jeff Neal, or, uh, do you have anything in mind for him or not? I mean, it's a really hard one for me to call because like on one hand, beating Vicente Luque ought to put you in that, like talk to fight somebody like, you know, somebody like Wonder Boy or, you know, Gilbert Burns or Bilal Muhammad. Uh, But in the other hand, like he has a loss to Neil Magny. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Where the hell does he fall in the grand scheme of things? So, you know, I I know they've been booking the top of that division already. Right. Like we already got. Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad and there's uh Rupert Gilbert Burns is fighting Jorge Masvidal and Leon's already booked and like uh Kamzat's already booked and like it, so right there alone you know the top six and the champ are booked with the exception of Colby Covington who on a cold rainy day in hell is taking a fight with Jeff Neal so like Wonder Boy is the only one in the top 10 other than Colby Covington free. I mean, I guess he could fight Shavkat Rachmanov, but like, uh, yeah, like it's, it, it's tough. Cause there's just not a lot of names there that are free at the moment. Might have to wait to see who wins one of these matchups or who looks bad in it. Yep. Very true. All right. Um, yeah. Heavyweights tough finale. This one made me very upset because Muhammad Usman is not good. Um, but he still was able to knock out Zach Palunga. To all of our, basically 99% of us and the Discord's dismay, uh, 36 seconds into the second round to uh, have himself crowned the Ultimate Fighter champion. I'm looking forward to fading him, whoever they match him up with next. Well, not necessarily. Uh, heavyweight's got got some people that he could beat, but um, yeah, wasn't impressed with him in the least. Do you, do you know how many strikes he landed? Uh, nine, min- wasn't it? Per, uh, it, it <laughs> nine total. It, it was it was thirteen total, twelve significant. <laughs> uh, and and he he absorbed thirty three. Yeah. Uh, which is I mean like th- that just shows you that like Pounga was doing exactly what I thought he would, but at the end of the day too, maybe we have to remember it's heavyweight MMA and this kind of shit happens um he didn't show power like that on the show either or like in any of his fights for uh, you know titan or pfl or any other of the places he fought he never really showed like like that was crazy knockout power so uh you know props to him for that i'm I'm excited i'll I'll say this i'm excited to see zach ponga at 205 because i think that's where he better belongs yeah um and, and like I think somebody said it in the Discord server. It, it seems like Usman is just going to get like the best matchups ever because Dana's yeah. gonna Dana's gonna love like it's too bad Jared Vandera's already got a matchup because that that feels like a Mohamed Usman fight. <laughs> yeah, very very true. You think Pounga's uh, they're gonna keep him around because they have not they don't always uh, keep the loser up tough around. Yeah, I mean they did. Um, Normally oh, I, they do, but not always. Yeah, and, and less and less so recently. Like, I don't think Gilbert yeah. Urbina is still under contract after losing to Brian Battle. Uh, Brady Heastand might be after losing to Ricky Tercios, uh, but he's been injured, so we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, they didn't keep Joe Giannetti after his loss to Mike Trezano. Yeah, I mean, like, it's been pretty bleak for guys. But, like, also, they need tool fivers. Like, yeah. he, he feels like a guy who... If a 205er drops out of a fight, you know, three weeks ahead of time, he can make 205, like just throw him in there as a late replacement, give him one more shot. Yeah, I'm still more interested in him than than Usman, but uh, um, so be it. Um, And then the other tough finale I hit, Dan did not, Juliana Killer Miller, another one of those galaxy brains, just like um, Ricky Tercios, beat Brogan Walker, TKO punches and elbows. 357 into the third round with the vicious ground and pound. I had her at minus 130. Um, yeah, Broken Walker, not UFC caliber. Um, she looks at, so bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, really I, bad. <laughs> as I was watching, like, uh, not very, uh, very dumb fighter, which was making Jong in the Discord very upset. He hates fighters that fight dumb. Um, and just like it was 
both uh, both girls their striking is very very bad uh very sloppy striking and i was as i was watching both tough and eyes like oh anyone almost anyone on contender series would just destroy these people this is like really low quality not ufc caliber uh, fighters but at least miller is young and um has has that dog in her and like i said she's a galaxy brain so hopefully dan can have her on the podcast sometimes we can hear her her uh, talk like ricky tercios i think um so I'll say this, like a lot of times when people uh, blame and, and not just John, but when people blame fighters for having like low fight IQ, a, a lot of times it's just like it's really hard to do certain things in there. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, I've watched back grappling matches I've had and and there's a coach yelling like, don't let them pass. And it's like, yeah, fucking I, it's really hard not to dude. like it's like I'm this guy wants to do this. So one of us is going to lose out. Um, so a lot of times I, I like don't always agree with the low fight IQ thing, but Brogan Walker kept walking into those clinch exchanges. Yes. Yeah. Like she was, was choosing to do oh it. Oh my God. It, and it was, it was her it, choice. So it wasn't, she wasn't being forced into it. She was, she was doing okay on the feet. Like the, both their strikings was horrible, but she was, she was getting the better on the feet. And then when she was getting the better on the feet, she would rush in to a clinch and get taken down multiple times. Yeah. And, and here's the weird thing too, is I like, I think if this was just like if if neither a person came even close to a takedown, I think it was a coin flip. But who would win? Like, I I think like you're probably heading for a split decision where no judge had a good claim of who won. And, you know, maybe Juliana Miller still walks out the, with the win. But like I, I just anytime she had any success to just clinch somebody who wants you to clinch them. It's a wild move. But um, to to your original point. I don't know if I can come up with a a women's flyweight that Juliana Miller beats um, and feel like good about that pick. Somebody asked me, I think, uh, on Fight Night in the Discord, if if I had one. The only one I could kind of see her beating is maybe G on Kim because she's like so strike heavy and kind of shitty on the mat. Like I could see Miller maybe exposing that, but like, man, dude, there's not a lot of flyweight she beats. Yeah, and that, that's that's the winner we're speaking of. Um, Rogan Walker. Um, she won't get a second uh, chance. She won't level. get a second chance. She no. won't get a second chance. No, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and Miller, I, I guess they're stuck with her now. Um, it, too bad they can't do like the developmental thing like they did with Greg Hardy or like they did with with some people off the off the uh, contender series because that would be much better for her to get more experience because she's had what four fights now uh, yeah, that, fights. Um, that only moves her yeah. to yeah that only moves her to uh three and three and one three and one uh, which yeah. is pretty pretty damn low including a loss to somebody who was on that season the ultimate fighter uh which is pretty good yeah, crazy. Right. um but like yeah I, I can't imagine send her to, send her to invicta like it, it, anything's better than like she's gonna flame out if she's in the ufc I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the list because I got a list right here in front of me of all of the women's uh, flyweights that exist. What, what do you think of her versus Mandy Bohm? Would you would you pick her to beat Mandy Bohm? <sighs> We're very anti-Mandy Bohm at this she point. She was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, but uh, it depends if she's dumb enough to get herself clenched nonstop. Because uh, on the feet, she would destroy her, obviously. Because what, uh, what about what about Hannah Goldie? Would you take her to beat Hannah Goldie? I don't know. Hannah Goldie's decent. Hannah Goldie's willing to get into a uh, striking battle. So probably not. Goldie probably would get the better of her on the feet. What about Maria? Way stronger than her for Ma- sure. Maria Agapova after no. her last loss. <laughs> no, Agapova would beat her. Of course. Yeah, then I'm I'm running out of names here that yep. she could convincingly beat or like even have a chance at beating. Like, yeah, that's that's bad. Not our job, luckily, to do that. So um, we will bet against her, though. Um, but hope, like I said, have her on top turtle. She's uh, she's one of those um, like I, like we said, someone said in the Discord, one of those galaxy brains, um, hippie types that, that'll give you a lot of good quotes. So so that, that's the Ultimate Fighter. Good riddance. Um, heavyweights, Sergey Spivak, look out. He is one again, uh, beat Augusto Sakai, TKO punches, 342 into the second round. We were both in on Spivak at minus 250. Um, don't know why he wasn't ranked, especially at heavyweight heading into this fight, because he had won with three of four um, or four or five. Um, the only person he lost to was uh, Tom Aspinall. Like, uh, he's definitely going to get ranked now, but um, he looked very good, did what we hoped he would do, just continuously took down Spivak and ground and pounded himself to victory. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, a really good point about him not being ranked. That's kind of crazy. Four or uh, five, I, I was right. 
yeah, for, so it's five and six now. For for the record, I did have him in my rankings, uh, which I'm I'm pretty proud of. Uh, he was he was already in my rankings, but because uh, I I just had to check as you were saying that I'm like, oh shit, is that partially my fault? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think you know like the loss to Marcin Tybura made him look pretty bad. Um, and, a long and time I, ago, yeah, it was a long time ago, and the the Tom Aspinall fight doesn't look good, but it aged well. Um, yeah. I, I really liked how good his grappling looked against Augusto Sakai. I liked how he moved in on it. Like, yeah, he's he's a real prospect, I think, at heavyweight. Like, a real one that, like, you need to pay attention to, especially only at 27. Youngest, the youngest heavyweight, which is crazy. He's still, I, I looked it up after we were off the air the other last episode, and he still is the youngest uh, heavyweight. So, yeah, and he basically he can uh, strike in or grappling. Grappling, obviously, is what he's best at, but, you know, he, he can, he can, uh, he can uh, hold his own on the feet if need be. Yeah, yeah, and and he's a uh, he's a finisher too, which you yep. you like to see because sometimes you get some of those heavyweights who don't do great work on the ground. He he's he's got a lot of skills there in both, you know, keeping you down, holding you down, uh, landing ground and pound, setting up submissions. Yeah, he's got it all. Yep. Um, speaking of finishers, Terrence McKinney came through. Uh, T Rex. In the opener on the main card, lightweight submission, rear naked choke, 217 into the uh, first round, uh, made himself a backpack on Eric Gonzalez, and then uh, looked like he was going to break his neck. Uh, then Gonzalez finally uh, tapped out. They exchanged a bit on the feet. Gonzalez um, seemed to stun McKinney a few times with strikes. Uh, this is basically what I thought would happen. McKinney would get a quick win, and we would learn nothing about him, and basically he didn't really, um, uh, other than getting a, a fatter bank account he didn't really um benefit too much from from this fight i guess more experience but but really it's not like he uh got pushed or showcased any new skills i don't know i i think he's we we learned a little bit about how he approaches fights because like he landed big on on gonzalez kind of early yep. there it looks like he landed flush a couple of times maybe it didn't fully stun him but like he didn't rush after that and pour it on That's like true. he did against dober um and then likewise when gonzalez landed on him because like you said gonzalez did land on him once really hard I, I don't know how many times were really hard but at least once was and his yep. immediate reaction was okay i need to set up my wrestling it's stupid for me to be trading with this guy who just wants to trade with me because gonzalez doesn't have the ground game mckinney does and everybody forgets mckinney was a high school wrestler which you know granted tons of people high school wrestlers but like clearly has a good wrestling and jujitsu game and he went to that so like he went from being that like you know that stereotypical we all say it in there low iq guy uh, against you know low fight iq guy against drew dober and he seems to have like figured that out a little bit. So um, I like it. There's lots of calls for him to fight uh, Patty the Batty. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah. Cause we'll, we, because we, pro- we probably would get a good number on McKinney too in that. Yeah. McKinney would flatten him. <laughs> yeah. McKinney's better at him everywhere. Basically. At, at, at everything. Correct. At everything and everywhere. And there, there would be enough people disagreeing with that, that we can make some good money off that. Yeah. There would be a lot of people disagreeing with it. Yeah. Fantastic. So that was the main card. Um, how did we do? I got two wrong. Dan got three wrong. So Dan was three and three. I was what four and two. Um, but unfortunately, other than Miller, I, all my all my hits were over the minus two hundred variety. So it wasn't a profitable night. Uh, it, it makes it look like I did good because um, and Dan it looks like Dan did good because we hit six out of ten overall. But Alaska, but we had a lot of uh, big, like Terrence McKinney, for instance, with what, minus 900? Yes, we had him at minus 900. So, oh, well. Um, all right, let me tell you about IP Vanish. Do you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan. For our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, that's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. 
Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. This is ipvanish.com slash SGP. And let me tell you about Odds Tracker as well. Odds Tracker is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records from of all your games and betting activities. So basically all you need is right there. So go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, this is um, a big four-card um prelims somehow the ufc stretches out to over five hours even though there's only 10 fights that's that's always always a great thing isn't it yeah well in, in, here's the thing though I, I saw a ton of people complaining about the pacing mostly on twitter nobody really cares on uh on the discord because we all just plug in there and talk about how we can you know make a even smaller prop uh with an even bigger number um but like everybody complains about it the ufc is so consistent in the way that they pace their their fights Yep. It is, it's literally a half an hour per fight. You you can pace it out. It's a half an hour per fight all the time. So if the walkout was fast and getting into the cage was fast and the announcing was fast and the fight was fast, you're going to wait a little bit. And if the fight goes long, that's why sometimes people don't get interviewed because they got long walkouts and extra commercials and the fight took 15 minutes plus they had two groin shots. So like, it's really predictable. So, yes, uh, sometimes that's annoying, but, like, we got to see a bunch of cool finishes. So, I, I can't complain. We sure did. Like, Michael Olasechuk um, <laughs> <laughs> took Sam, <laughs> Sam Alvey up behind the bar and shot him in the head. He, he didn't really because Sam Alvey probably hasn't agreed to retire yet, I don't think. Spike getting beat up in front of all of his children, all 28 of his children. TKO punches <laughs> 156 into the first round after getting bloodied up then he got beat up some more and then it still wasn't enough for herb dean so he got beat up some more and then the fight finally ended yeah it's um that's bad first of all he he looks so awful um just his uh, his uh quote was i used to be good honest well that was nine fights ago so yeah it was it was a little bit ago uh when when you were um do you do you know that uh that he uh, fought and won on that aforementioned uh, UFC Rockhold oh, no versus way. UFC Rockhold versus Bisping card. Wow! <laughs> yeah, he knocked he, he knocked out Dylan the villain Andrews, uh, which is uh, that could have been one of your remember some guys. Do you remember Dylan yeah. the villain Andrews? No, I don't. Oh, I come would. on! If, he was on if the I ultimate, him, I would. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. He yeah, shared that's the team with with Clint Hester, the head bussa. Um, yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Clanster. Um, but yeah, uh, so he was on that. Uh, and it's uh, now, you know, not any more clear that he shouldn't be fighting because it was already crystal clear. Um, Ola Shaytrak looks I, I, good I, I, in a weight, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was more clear because he had a few decisions that he complained about, even though he clearly lost. So this one was definitive. I, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to like... But, like, Brendan Allen beat the living tar out of him. He got subbed by Julian Marquez. Like, he, <laughs> like these uh, – I mean, I guess Brendan Allen's a little bit further up in the division. But, like, yep. Julian Marquez hasn't looked great in the UFC. Like, he, he's looked yep. pretty damn bad, in fact. Like, he's got losses to Alessio you know, DeChirico. And, he, you know, he, I guess he beat Sam Alvey and Maki Pitolo back-to-back. But, like, those Coconut are the types, bombs. Yeah, those are the types of people Alvey's losing to at this point. And, like yep. – Man, it, I, I don't understand the justification because also at this point in time, like I know after like four or five losses, everybody was like, people love Sam Alvey because he's smiling all the time and he brings the action. Now he doesn't bring the action. And, and people, like I said last podcast, people, are people done don't love him. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. are done with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I, I, I'm pretty done with it too. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. No, party is over. That was his last fight on the UFC contract. So if he fights again, it probably won't be in the UFC. So PFL, uh, PFL, here we come. <laughs> Million bucks for him. But anyway, yeah, Olasechuk body body wise looked good. He he looked way smaller than he was, but maybe middleweight is home for him. We shall see. Minus six hundred. We hit that one. Um, another guy who dropped weight class and has success. We're much higher on this man. Brian Battle, minus two forty. Uh, did exactly what we hoped he would do. Actually, we weren't expecting a forty-four second head kick KO, but that's what he did. Um, basically, he froze uh, Takashi Sato. He uh, 
he fell to the canvas with his like arms crossed kind of strange and froze there. But yeah, Brian Battle looked fantastic at welterweight. It's a very, uh, this is the same thing with McKinney, very deep divisions, lightweight and welterweight. So don't rush him. Just, you know, keep giving him incremental steps up and, um, and let the guy, um, let the guy progress. I, I loved his two call-outs. I don't know if you caught it because you don't usually. Barbarina wasn't he, one. He asked for Barbarina or Ian yeah. Gary. Um, yes. And, yes. and I'm fine. I'm fine with either of those. Those yeah. seem like they make sense. G- Gary. Yeah. It's just like Terrence McKinney calling out, uh, calling out a, uh, or other people calling out a, a another British um, highly touted prospect. So Irish. Uh, yeah. He's Irish. Irish. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Sorry, yeah. I'm sure the Irish folk listening are not going to be happy that you gave Ian Gary to England. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh Ian Gary is Irish. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking he was Welsh, but no, that's um that other guy, Jack Shore. Is he the yep. guy that's Welsh? Yep. Yes. Jack, okay. Jack Jack Shore. Sorry. Um so first Edit of all, that out. Let, let's get a <laughs> no, I'm letting I'm letting the Irish people come around to my side for, for giving them back. All right. Um let me let me two quick thoughts on Brian Battle. First of all, uh, the knockout, so awesome, uh, for yep. multiple ways. But the the thing that was the best is that his striking is becoming more and more nuanced too, because that, that knockout came because he threw a same sided jab in front of that head kick, which is a, uh, you know, a a pretty smart move because it it has his hands up in the front of his face. And then he kicked around the side of it and he, he has no way of seeing it coming because he's getting hit in the eyeballs with your jab. Um, it was really smart and really fun. And he also, the other thing I'll say is the power he generated. Cause uh, again, I know you, sometimes you don't listen with the sound on. You need to go back and watch that knockout with the sound turned up. Cause it is insane. Yeah, I heard it. The impact on it. It's crazy. So yeah, I'm excited to see him keep fighting. I, I'd love him. Him and Barbara and I think would be a lot of fun. Yep. It would be, it would be. So yeah. Um, onwards and upwards with, uh, with Brian battle. Hopefully we get a good number on him uh, next time. Hit that one. I did not hit this one. Sadly, the, another person he beat up in front of their children, at least Miranda Granger's, um, daughter is too young to figure out what was going on. Didn't realize that mommy got put in a Von flu choke by, uh, by Poppins, Corey McKenna, who looks like uh, she's young enough to be Granger's daughter. Uh, minute three into the second round. I, Went with the striker with the 10 inch reach advantage. Dan went with the grappler and Dan hit this one minus 215. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, this was the, the type of Corey McKenna fight we should have saw yep. out of her last time. Like yep. she, she's finally like realized like, Oh, I'm really good at grappling. Why am I striking with people? Um, and now she's won three out of four, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, also this, this just like, this highlighted the point I made about Miranda Granger in her, takedown defense is just not there so like you no. can have a 10 inch reach advantage but like if you can't hit anybody hard and you have no takedown defense you you could have a, a three foot reach advantage and it ain't gonna help so uh yeah props to Corey mckenna uh she looks good you know continue to move her up yep not not too fast but yes um you think she she's basically all grapple at this point though still right I think she got a little bit otherwise. Um, certainly the team she's working with ain't going to help that too much. But uh, Dan's favorite she, team. Yeah. I mean, like, she's just going to keep getting better at grappling and wrestling. Uh, yeah. that, those, I, I will say that's the thing that's usually the most disappointing about Team Alpha Male guys is that their their hands just don't progress the way that you want them to. Like, some yeah. of them have hands, but, like, they don't seem to get better with them. Um, they just, you know, their grappling picks up. So, you know... She wouldn't be the first like grapple heavy person to make it work at straw weight. So, you know, she she just might use that to to run up the scale. And who knows? Like she could physically mature too. She's only twenty-three, right? Yep. It's true. She's just a baby. Then in the opener, um, as per usual, we whiffed on the opener. Actually, I hit the opener. I hit the opener a couple weeks ago. It's Dan that always whiffs on the opener, I guess. But Stephanie Eggard uh got submitted a very she looked exactly the way we wanted her to look looked uh i heard it was uh, it was a a quick fight i um i didn't know who won though so i assumed Steph Nager was going to ground and pound or submit her way to victory which is looked like she she was on the path to that but no she got her stuff armbarred by maria Marina, myra why am i i'm calling her another person's name she's myra myra bueno silva 117 in the first round very uh controversial because she Edgar didn't admit that she tapped and Silva said she tapped and 
the ref didn't see it, and one of the officials lied and claimed they did see it. So then you have no, yeah, nobody saw that tap. <laughs> it, uh, Herb Dean pretty... apparently said he saw it too, which is just yeah. a fucking lie. <laughs> um, but ahead. I'll say this: I'll say this about that 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 phantom tap or whatever it was. Edgar wasn't like vehemently declaring she won, right? Or no. you know, like no. defending the fact that she didn't tap. They were like, yes. "Did you tap?" And she just sat there with her mouth open. And we're they're like, "We know you speak English." Like, <laughs> uh, it, it, it was it was the the Swiss tap. Apparently, it used to be called the Brazilian tap, but now it's the Swiss tap. Apparently, yeah. And but like, she didn't claim she didn't. I don't think. No. So, know. Uh, you know, and and at the end of the day, I think they got it right. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I think they got it right. It was a little bit disappointing in that oh, fight, though, much. to see she got the takedown. She looked good on the ground the way that I thought she would. But then, like, clearly Silva was going to that armbar that I said she couldn't catch Edgar with. So I was wrong about that. Um, but she was going to it, and Edgar like. She did this thing where she pushed her shoulders in, which is a way that you can defend an armbar if you, like, move their legs down. But it was already so deep. Like, her first thought should have been, like, you know, posture and get my arms out of there or, you know, work against her foot. And instead she, like, pushed into it. So, like, not the greatest submission defense and maybe something we have to watch out for Stephanie Yeager is that, like, she does have great submission offense and good wrestling, but perhaps her, like, way of defending those submissions maybe not the best so just like something to keep an eye on yeah it was disappointing I, I had high hopes for her but not so much now so we missed on that one um ended up six and four i was down 178 bucks dan was down 208 bucks on the year i dropped to 66 percent uh i was at 67 forever now i'm 66 i'm still up a thousand and sixty bucks Dan is down as well, 58%. He's down 2,200 bucks, but there's still there's time. Still time. <laughs> there's still time. Uh, recommended plays, Dan at one and two and lost 44 bucks. He lost on Pounga, hit on Spivak, lost on Egger. I went two and one, but I lost money, unfortunately, because uh, I, I hit on two big ones, um, Hill and Battle, and then I lost on Egger. So I was down 262. So <laughs> uh, I am up still on the year. I'm, I'm hitting 62% and I'm up uh, 163 bucks recommended play, 6.2% uh, return on investment. So I'm happy with that. Dan is at 48% and he's down 194 bucks, but there's still time. There's still time. Um, as for the bonus winners, it was Hale Santos main event, got 50 grand for fight of the night. And instead of giving out bonuses for every uh, finish like they have recently. The only gave bonuses out to Neil Usman and battle. Any issues with that? So those were, I, I would say those were definitely the best knockouts. So like they, they definitely deserve that the most. I will say yep. there feels like out of all of the people who got knockouts um, or, or finishes rather of all the winners, because battles, you know, smacked his head. Usman, real big knockout. Neil, absolute clinic, deserved one. The only person, if they're going to go above and beyond and give an extra one that feels like they kind of got screwed, is Corey McKenna. I really yeah. think she deserved one. Like, how many Von Flew chokes are there ever? And, like, she dominated leading into that, too. She, she First just, female, too, in the UFC to do that. Yeah, and so, like, she just outclassed Granger at every corner and then subbed her yeah. with, like, an uncommon submission that she, like, set up well in her own right. So, yeah, it feels like she kind of got left out in the wind. But, like, yeah, other than that, I'm fine with it. So that is that. Um, oh, and, of course, we uh, – the Hunger Man John Superfan probably did not hit. Pounga via KO did not happen. It was a KO. It wasn't wrong way. And then Spivak via decision did not happen as well. So – that one felt like it was trending the right way, but then Sakai just like stopped defending himself on the ground. Yep. No, and then, then he complained about the fight being stopped, which was fun too. Yeah. He wanted to keep fighting, even though he was getting destroyed. Yeah. Um, all right. So we were Well, and they also back. warned him seventy-two times to like do something about it. <laughs> yes. Like that's that's the worst thing. They were like, move, move or I'm gonna stop it, move or I'm gonna stop it. And he did twice, and then the third time when he didn't move, they stopped it. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it works. All right, UFC is moving off to San Diego next week, the Pachanga Arena in San Diego, California. On the 13th Saturday, we've got UFC and ESPN, Vera versus Cruz, a very interesting uh, bantamweight main event, Marlon Vera versus Dominic Cruz. We also have Angela Hill versus Lupi Godinez, Nate Landwehr versus David Onama, Devin Clark versus Azmat Mirzakhanov, Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunes, or Nunez, Gerald Amirshart versus Bruno Silva. Yasmin, you're a guy. You're a guy? <laughs> She's not a guy, though. I can't remember how to say your name. I've said it before, though. Joragui. 
Joargui versus Izamine Lucindo. Is it Izamine? I believe it's Izamine, yeah. Izamine. So that's a women's throwaway. Uh, heavyweight, Martin Boudet versus Lucas Brezki. Brezki. Brezki, yeah. Was he a contender series guy? He was a contender series guy. So okay. was Boudet. Right. Mowgli or Mowgli. Uh, Benitez, Gabriel Benitez versus Charlie Ontiveros. Yusuf Zalal versus Damon Blackshear. Ode Osborne versus Tyson Nam. And then maybe Jason Witt versus Josh Quinlan. And then hopefully it's this one seems uh, certain. Ariana Lipsky versus Priscilla Cachuera. Thoughts on the card? Like it quite a bit. There's a few people who I'm really interested in seeing. That Lupi Godinez versus Angela Hill fight's weird because it was actually booked for like late October, I think, or early November. And they bumped it up like a month or two so that uh, they would have more fights on this card because a couple of them dropped off late. Um, I always like seeing Gerald Mearshart. Uh, yep. De- Devin Clark is always uniquely frustrating, so I'm excited to see that. Um, the Nina Nunez-Calvijo fight that we already broke down will be on there. Um, so, yeah, th- there's lots to like on it. Gerald Mearshart, is he an automatic bet for you still at this point? Oh, yeah, he usually is. Bruno Silva is an interesting one. I, I'm going to have to think on it because Bruno right. Silva is three and one in the UFC with only a loss to Alex Pereira, who he lost due to by decision. Uh, and he knocked a lot of people out and he's locked, knocked a lot of people out before the UFC, too, including some like so like big name dudes. When he was in M1, I, I think he knocked out Alexander Slamenko, which is a former Bellator champ. So there you go. That will be next week. Um, we will be breaking down the prelims on Wednesday, the main card on Thursday. But before all that, um, maybe even now, if you check your feed, you will have uh, our next episode, which will be breaking down Tuesday's Contender Series. Um, so make sure you listen to that. Uh, Dan's going to get back on track this week because we do have a shirt now in sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store that says he... Uh, creates tuesday night miracles so he has to live up to that now so go and grab that shirt or if you'd like a chance to win free stuff give us a review and um maybe maybe we'll we'll do this contest till the end of the month um i'm kind of flexible with, with the end date but um we're randomly going to select a review and give them a 50 dollar gift card to our swag store so um if you don't want to wait that long though go by all means go and buy the shirt for you and all your family so um so we're good that will be next in your ears uh make sure you are following us on twitter sgpn mma i am jeff fox writer he's gumby vreeland um read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com obviously or my mma stuff at moneymma.substack.com and dan's top twitter podcast will be dropping later on in the week we'll talk more about that then i think that's it is that it dan i think you got it all go ahead take us to bed all right i'm david gumby vreeland he's smiling jeff fox and we We'll see you in just a moment.